I'm here with uh, Hamayo, who's our own very own uh, Ontario Tech News celebrity, and uh, he's the founder of Smart Arm, uh, which is a really cool uh, robotic prosthetic arm that's affordable for uh, yeah, it's an affordable arm that has some really cool technology, and we'll be talking yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, yeah, introduce yourself. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, first my of pleasure. all. Uh, my name is Mile. I'm a fourth year mechatronics engineering student at Ontario Tech U. Um, and kind of simultaneously, I have also launched a startup um, this past, I think it's been a year and a half now. It's called Smart Arm. And our mission is basically to democratize the bionics industry for all amputees around the world. Um, yeah. Democratize. Democratize. Yeah. So what, is, what does that mean? So when you take a look at the bionic hand industry, it's very, or just not even bionics, if you're just talking about prosthetics, it, it's very polarized at the moment. Uh, on one hand, literally, <laughs> you have devices that are affordable, but don't do a whole lot. And then on the other hand, you have very expensive devices that are more advanced, more robotic in nature, more functional but they cost an arm and a leg themselves to like attain. So they're very expensive, very pricey. Like, we're talking about the like average price yeah. up to uh, like $200,000 in some cases. Yeah. Wow. So our main goal was kind of, we saw kind of the statistics of um, how many amputees out there have some sort of prosthetic device. Um, and the numbers basically say that of, I think it's some 15 to 20 million amputees worldwide less than 10% have access to some sort of prosthetic device. And largely that's because of the barrier, uh, the cost barrier. Yeah. So we're trying to break that down while retaining um, the core functionality and making it as, as powerful it could, uh, as it could possibly be. Wow, wow. That's, I think that's a very noble mission. And um, I think uh, with a lot of companies, you're seeing that shift toward... Uh, you know, the, the ethical, the ethical benefit or not the ethical benefit, the, the social benefit right, to society right, right. that, Hey, uh, I have this really cool product, right. right? And yeah. it does all this, but how is this benefiting society? And I think your, I think what smart arm has done is it's just that they've given society, <laughs> we're still uh, trying, uh, technology that they can easily adapt like that. Any, any amputee doesn't have to worry about, hey, I have to pay the bills or right. I have to buy my groceries right. or get, get another arm. Get another right. arm, yeah. Um, I, I think that's largely due to kind of how far we've come with technology itself, especially um, kind of the remarkable breakthroughs we've made this past I'd say five or six years. You know, words like computer vision, machine learning, AI, they have become these buzzwords. And a lot of that is because this technolo- or these technologies have become very democratized in their own respect. Um, so anybody can really pick up um, some stuff, some courses, some like online learning material and figure their way around and kind of gain enough knowledge on their own to start hacking on something or just experimenting with stuff. Um, and with all the tools that are out there right now, um, it's become very easy for anybody to like pick up um, uh, an idea and implement these different technologies wow. into it. So that's kind of how SmartArm started. Um, we we were just experimenting uh, as a proof of concept to see, you know, 
if we combine robotics, we combine uh, combine computer vision and AI, what what can we make here? Um, yeah. and, and we somehow will solve this uh, problem in the prosthetics industry. Wow, wow, that's incredible. I know um, you, so tell, tell me about the Microsoft the Microsoft uh, uh, championship. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and um, I know you and your your colleague were the first Canadian uh, right. team to right. win this cup. Yeah, and win a huge grand prize. Right, how right, did that right. feel? Like, yeah, how it was, was that? Oh, that it was a crazy. It was just a crazy journey from the beginning. So it actually all started at a hackathon. Are you familiar with hackathons? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, hackathons are usually they're like student-led uh, events or programs where a bunch of students come together, throw an event, uh, invite some like kind of the big tech companies. You see a lot of other companies participating now, but typically um, it's tech companies that come with. Uh, or provide access to their uh, software APIs and their software tools um, for hackers to use and create something over the course of like 24 or 48 hours. So I think it was January 2018, almost two years ago exactly, that we were at a hackathon in Toronto. It was hosted by UFT. And I, I, I met a friend of mine. We went to middle school together. We'd kind of fallen out of touch. But we ran into each other at the hackathon and we were just talking about um, what we were interested in doing. We we're both kind of studying computer science or in some aspect tech. And we both share this passion to really have an impact through our work. Um, I have a friend who's an amputee who kind of told me about the problems in the industry. So I was just sharing that with him and we, we came together and we thought, you know what, why not try and solve this? So the next 28, 24, 48 hours, we 3D printed a very crude robotic hand. It was literally held together with like rubber bands and tape. Um, we stuck a camera in there. And the whole idea was basically to have a camera in the palm that identified any object an amputee wanted to pick up or interact with and automatically calculate the RASP for that. Uh, turns out Microsoft was a sponsor at the event. So they had a couple of their reps over there, software engineers, and they really liked the idea. So they invited us to participate in their kind of flagship student tech pitch competition called the Imagine Cup. Mm -hmm. um, 40,000 students participate annually all around wow. the world. Um, yeah, it's, it's a huge scale event. So we applied. Um, it was an online submission. A couple of weeks later, we found out we made it to the nationals. So we were flown out to Vancouver. I think this was April at this point. We were flown out to Vancouver, pitched against the top Canadian teams. Uh, we won that round. We went on to the global round, our world championships. Um, and I think that was in July. We were flown out to Seattle, where Microsoft's headquarters are. And that was like a live pitch on uh, on TV and everything. Um, and through like some crazy, I guess, moonshot. We won that as well without wow. the demo or with demo not even working. Um, it failed on stage. Um, so we walked away from that competition with uh, 130 grand, which was like, just like mind blowing. <laughs> so was that, wow, that's a lot of money. It was. Yeah. It's incredible. It, it, it's like your tuition paid twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's a lot of stuff you can do with 130 K. So what, was this money 
put toward the project itself or do you have more leeway as to, hey, I can spend this on um, uh, on developing the marketing for, for right. Smart Arm or this is for the R&D side? Right. Well, how did you, you know, how did you determine where this funding would go? Well, actually, the, the way they kind of disperse it is uh, you can use it for anything you want. I could have gone out the next day and bought sports car or something like yeah, that, yeah, which was very game. hard to like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we, we put it towards the company, um, but some of it towards tuition, the, you know, student loans and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, we put some of it towards the company and uh, used it to kind of expand our R&D operations. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at this point, it was still a project. Um, and after winning, um, kind of overnight, everything blew up. We found ourselves being featured on like, Fortune, Business Insider, Forbes. Wow. Yeah, wow. It, was, it was just like, is this real life? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and so we thought, you know, the best idea or the best way to move forward is to incorporate into an actual company, a startup, and keep the keep the momentum going. Keep the ball rolling. Yeah. 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 And a year and a half later, or yeah, about a year and a half later, here we are. And we've now got our product being used, being tested by um, a couple of amputees around the GTA. And we've got kind of in the works right now, partnerships going on for clinical trials in the U.S. and Canada with hospitals in the U.S. and Canada. Wow. So it's become its own beast. That's <laughs> at this incredible. Point. That's incredible. Uh, have, have you expanded your smart arm company? Like, are you guys hiring interns? Uh, what's your, this is a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. You don't often think about just how much or how many different aspects there are. So when we first started, it was just us working on, it was two of us, me and my friend Samin. We were just working on kind of the tech, developing the prototype and all of that. And as we started to scale up, as we started to think about how we were going to commercialize, um, we faced all these challenges we never considered before. Mm-hmm. Um, so now uh, I've brought on someone. He's actually uh, an ex-analyst from Goldman Sachs. So he's kind of helping out on the business side of things, uh, commercializing the whole company. Uh, we recently also brought on a PhD student from McMaster who's helping out as well. And we've got a couple of software and robotics engineers just uh, chugging along. Sweet. So you're yeah. really expanding your team. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's great. That's great. So are you guys based somewhere? Do you have a... You have a base, or is it more of a remote work and just, just meet up maybe in Toronto or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for the most part, we're based in Pickering. Um, a lot of us uh, are traveling quite a bit, and we have yeah. a lot of other things going on. So we end up doing a fair bit of remote work. Um, I think we probably go through like four or five different meetings or calls a week with different clients or different stakeholders. And so we kind of just try and get online from wherever we are, which yeah. is, which is great. Um, it's convenient. Yeah, it's yeah. convenient. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just, uh, we're spread out, um, but we're trying to make it work. Sweet. Yeah. So you, right now you're a fourth year mechanical <laughs> engineering student. Mechatronics. Sorry, yeah, yeah, mechatronics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a fourth year mechatronics. Thanks for reminding me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, student. Yeah. How are you balancing you know, capstone projects, smart arm right. courses. How has that been? Like, 
honestly, it just comes out to like time management and planning, which I'm still trying to figure my way way yeah. around. Um, I think it really helps when kind of the different profs you have or the different instructors you're working with, they have a bit of an idea of what you're working on outside of class as well and what mm-hmm. your life is like. Um, I find a lot of people are very willing to kind of work with you to make sure you're successful in doing what you want to do and kind of the experiential part of your education. Um, so as long as you have that conversation going, that dialogue going, it, it, it's been working. Um, wow. That said, I think I've definitely been to like more conferences, more cities this past year or so than I've been to actual lectures. But we're, well, we're that could be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um, how, tell me about your journey at UOIT or you know, the former UOIT, yeah, yeah, yeah. current OnTechU, how has that been? I, I want to know how OnTechU has influenced you to, to achieve such great things. Yeah, right on. Um, I, I really like, what I really like about Ontario Tech is their focus on experiential learning and just the different facilities and the different equipment and lab uh, labs that are available for you to like uh, experiment on things with or hack on things with. Um, and I think that's largely what gave me my first exposure, or my first experience too, is just being able to work with like 3D printers or like little Arduino boards and stuff like that and kind of figuring your way around that. Yeah. And then all Smarter really was after that was figuring out a way to combine all of that into one package. Um, so like we have a pretty robust engineering design studio, which um, any engineering student has access to. And you can go in, um, 3D print stuff, work with microcontrollers, program uh, things, solder, you have like soldering um, or PCB machines in there to make your own little chips and stuff. So a lot of that I kind of, you know, did in there um, when we first started out. How about Microsoft Azure? I know you used um, that platform to yeah. develop SmartArm. Tell me about how uh, how you learned that platform. And- yeah, so I I think let me let me kind of pre uh, preempt this by saying I had like very minimal experience in coding or any sort of software um, engineering. But the documentation and kind of the way everything's laid out on the Azure platform, within like a day, you can go from knowing nothing to having your own machine learning algorithm set up to like recognize different objects through a camera or that type of thing. So it's very user friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very easy to understand. And the tools are made so that you don't need to have a computer science or you don't need to have a software background. Um, They're made so that if you want to solve a problem, if you want to invent something, you want to create something, um, the tools are there just to empower you to do that. So you don't have to code all these things from scratch. So it's very um, modular, I'd say. It's very easy to implement into whatever you're kind of wow. making. Yeah. So I'd recommend to anybody, um, if you're looking to get started on something, definitely check out the Azure platform um, as, as a educational to learn wow that's yeah. awesome man yeah i'm definitely gonna check that out um i have zero experience as well that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um that's awesome man i think um i think that's really cool like just to learn about 
you know, the, the impact that smart arm can have. And another question I have for you, yeah. where do you see smart arm going in the next 10 years? That's a good question. So I, for me, I don't know, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's growing yeah, up. It's fast. growing up. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, already we've kind of expanded out into um, a different product line already separate from the bionic hand. Um, so this past summer, we had someone reach out to us from the Department of Veterans Affairs wow. um, in the U.S. Uh, and they were really interested in the technology we developed. And they wanted to apply the same core tech um, in a different use case. And that was basically, there was a gentleman who's a veteran. Um, and he went through a car accident uh, a couple of decades ago. And he was rendered, um, I think it's... The technical term is a C5 quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. So he has his hands, he has all his limbs, he's just not able to control them. Um, so what we kind of, or where we came in was we developed an exoskeletal hand for him uh, that allowed him to re or to use his hands again. Um, and yeah, so we 3D printed a prototype. Um, this was last November and for, for the first time in like, years he was able to kind of move his hand again which was a very crazy moment um and i I think that's when it kind of dawned upon us what smart arm was really turning out to be and that's we want to use technology to empower people to do more with Mm -hmm. their lives so whether that's um you know prosthetics whether that's exoskeletal limbs um, our goal is just to empower people uh, to do more um, democratizing assistive devices. So, I mean, who knows where where else this could be? I mean, the kind of the way things are shaping up right now, you could have like brain implants and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty cool industry to be working in. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think uh, bio. It's called bio um, biotech, right? Yeah, biotech, medtech. Um, kind of a couple of things coming yeah, there, together. Yeah, there's some really cool implants that people are installing, like, for example, in their hand. Yeah, like you have, like, those RFID. RFID, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like a credit card, yeah, yeah. key for your house. Right, right? just, like, swipe or tap your hand. And this this one really cool one that I saw was, um, this is implant that you implant here. Right. And what it does is every time you face north, right, it vibrates. Oh, interesting. And what they're trying to mimic is... Uh, the flight of birds. Right. And every animal has that instinct right. of direction. Right. Right. And in their minds, they, the, the poles, the earth's poles, the right. magnetic right. forces, they stimulate the animal. Right. So they all, they at all times know where they are. Right. Humans don't have this. <laughs> so this, uh, actually changes the brain, um, pathways right so every time you turn north you see maps differently you you have a completely different yeah it's like a sixth sense basically sixth sense (laughs) there we go yeah you got some iron man stuff going on in there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um no i think it's really interesting to see kind of at the we're we're at this crossroads right now where we we were seeing like robotics and ai mesh with different um aspects of the medical industry Mm -hmm. um and kind of what that enables us to do and what, what 
that in, will enable us to do in the future uh, going forward is just going to result in some crazy things that you like never imagined. Before. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see uh, where Smart Arm goes Thanks, and <laughs> uh, just see your journey. It was so exciting, like just online. Um, you know, um, Ontario Tech U. It's a very right. new university, right? Right. And to see students like yourself, right, um, uh, achieve such great things and come up with such innovative ideas that are actually going to make a global impact, right? Uh, it's it's mesmerizing. It's like wow, like dude, I go to that school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I think what's really cool is I'm actually part of the inaugural batch for the mechatronics program. Okay. So okay. we're kind of like the guinea pigs <laughs> for the program. Oh, yeah. oh, wow, wow. Yeah. So when I started school here, that was the first year it was offered. Um, and I think it's grown to be one of the most, I'm sorry, you're a nuclear engineer. Yeah. <laughs> it's grown to be one of the most popular programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see more and more schools offering it now. And I think for what the future is shaping out to be, you know, everything that's getting automated and um, kind of the whole fourth industrial revolution that's coming on. Um, mechatronics is the perfect uh, program for that because it combines like mechanical, electrical and software engineering into kind of one, one umbrella, one umbrella. Yeah. And that's where you see a lot of innovation happening these days. When like you think about self-driving cars, it's mechatronics at its core. You think about like, um, robots automated systems that's all mechatronics in, in some form or another wow that's yeah. that's that's unbelievable also i saw on linkedin that um you you were awarded the keys of the city picker yeah. and i'm like wow that's unbelievable how, how did it that was, feel like, a, how was that it was a civic was award experience? yeah it was a civic award um it was pretty cool i think um what's been really remarkable about this journey and really heartwarming is kind of all the different Ask, or all the different uh, organizations I've been a part of um, that have led me to where I am today, mm-hmm. um, they've all been incredibly supportive and encouraging with everything. So like being um, a resident of the city of Pickering, being a student at Ontario Tech U, um, being a graduate of the high school I went to, I was, um, uh, are you familiar with the Air Cadets program? Air Cadets, yeah. yeah. I was an Air Cadet throughout high school. Uh, I worked at the Ontario Science Center. Um, all these organizations, all these companies, um, in some form or another, after or ha- having seen kind of this, this journey that I've been on, have come back to support me um, wow. and encourage me and just be enthusiastic about it in some way or another. Um, so that's, I, I think that sense of community is something that uh, really surprised me. Um, I think people often forget and it's largely because you don't often see it every, every day, but I think everybody has like their personal board of directors kind of that are cheering them on from the sidelines and rooting for you. Like the family, the friends. Yeah, your family, your friends. And I know with like a lot of the negativity that's going on in the world these days, it, you sometimes forget about that, but I think there's a lot more positivity. There's a lot more encouragement and enthusiasm in the world um, than there is cynicism. So it was, it was, it still continues to be. It's really nice to see that. Um, yeah. So just to end off, how, what word of advice would you give to uh, to students? I know a lot of students 
they put their heads in the books. Right. They're like, hey, I'm here to study. Right. I'm here to get work done. I'm yeah. just going to finish my degree and graduate. Right. And uh, you've, you've gone out of your comfort zone. Right. You've entered these hackathons. Um, you've proven that, hey, I have the potential that's, you know, something, something small can mm-hmm. grow into something so big and affect the world in such a positive way. Right. What would, what would be a word of advice for students? So I've been trying to reverse engineer this whole journey and figure out what led up to it. Yeah. And uh, it's allowed me to meet other amazing people who are doing amazing things as well. Um, and kind of in talking to them, I think the one thing that I've realized, yeah, kind of the one theme or one thing I've realized is a lot of people are very focused on, you know, getting a job after university. You go to yeah. university, you go to school for so long with the intention of landing a job, you, you, you want to start a career. Um, but I've seen more and more people change or shift their mindset from, instead of thinking, you know, what job am I going to do? What, com- what kind of compensation am I going to get towards, you know, what's a problem that I'm really passionate about in the world that annoys me or pisses me off or yeah. really challenges me? that I want to solve. Um, And I think that's what people, that's what especially young students should think about more and more. Um, We're living in a very opportune time where there are so many incubators, so many programs, so many accelerators, so many resources out there that help uh, young entrepreneurs get started and solve problems. I mean, that's all a company, that's all a startup really is. Um, People often... I think get confused that, you know, when you, when you want to, like, I, I had this with my own friends growing up. Um, we, we used to talk about wanting to start a company. Um, and we, we'd be like, okay, well, what, what are we going to make? Yeah. Um, and we just couldn't figure it out. And I think we were thinking about it the wrong way because you, you can't go into, you can't want to start a company because you want to make money or you want to make right. You have to, start a company because you want to solve a problem. Um, and I, and I think when you are thinking about it that way, when times get challenging, when the going gets tough, you have that, um, motivation, you have that perseverance because you're very passionate about the problem you're solving and and what you're trying to fix in the world. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely encourage everybody to look around you and, and see what is it in your life that really annoys you or really, you want to want to fix. You yeah, gotta find a find a wrong that you want to right. Wow! Thank you so much for thank you uh, for, for joining time. me for chatting for uh, for taking up time out of your busy schedule. And uh, I had such a pleasure. It was so fun like learning about Smart Arm, learning about your journey, and um, and yeah. Thanks awesome. for having me, man. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Awesome, dude. That was good. That was good. Hopefully, this was recording. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's always my fear. <laughs> <laughs>